Welcome to the Social Living Podcast. We are back. Another week, episode eight. How do you feel, man? How do you feel this week? Yeah, good. It's been it's been a good week. Um, a few projects have dropped on my plate at work, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a few things to look forward to. Nice. But yeah, it's not been too bad. It's not been too bad. No, How about you? Bad. Um, you know what? It's been. I took I took some time off. Uh, end of last week, which was good. Um, we obviously had the big one, CLB, Certified mm. Lover Boy drop. So I had the mm. opportunity of listening to that. I did a lot of driving um, while I was away. Uh, went down to Cardiff, nice, nice, nice part of the UK. Definitely recommend it to to anyone who wants a, a weekend away and can't is doesn't want to deal with the kerfuffle of going abroad right now. Um, highly recommend that. But yeah, other than that, it's been good. Um, I've been trying to work on my consistency this week. So yeah, I'm trying to be more active. Uh, yeah, I've seen, on, on I've seen a few posts. Yeah, I've seen a few posts on the on the real job today. That was good. Yeah, man. It's yeah, good man. to see. I sent I sent you because you um you uh you tagged someone uh that inspired you. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. To do their reel, and I sent you one of her reels, which is like they keep telling me to do a reel, but I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then she's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'll just go do it. <laughs> that was you from the start, but... <laughs> yeah, man, that is uh, 100% me, man. Uh, trust me, if, you, if, you, if you're, if you like, trying to be, like, on social and you're trying to be consistent and you're trying to be active, those are, like, some of the battles that you're going to go through. Mm. And I feel like um, anything creative, I feel like you're going to have those battles. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. those ah, oh, you got to do this, this comes with it, but you don't really want to do it, but you got to do it. All right, I just need to go do it. Because, yeah. like, you know, it's it's hard. Um, you, you know what, I, I say, like, it has to be with something creative, but it doesn't necessarily, like, I would say, like, I, I could have those battles in the gym. I like, got to go gym. Like, I don't want to go gym. Let's go gym. <laughs> and then, like, I got to go if I get the results, in it. Mm. I think it's just stepping out your comfort zone, whatever that might be. It's just taking that first step. Is, yeah, it seems like the hardest part. Yeah, but it's just the beginning, man. It's just yeah, the beginning. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Big shout out to her page as well. That is, uh, this is Nikki. She's she's good, man. She has a lot of content. Um, that uh is relevant in my field. So like, I learn a lot from her page. And um, yeah, I'm gonna do that with every post. Any anything I see that I feel like inspires me to do something, I'm just gonna have to shout them out, you know, and. Um, two of the posts I put up today, so I posted one reel uh, on my page. So my page being on Instagram, Mr. Julian Green. So check that out on Instagram. Um, one of the reels, uh, as Jamal mentioned, that was from This Is Nikki's. Uh, she did something similar. I just thought, you know what, I can definitely use that. You know, it's definitely part of me. I felt it. And then another one, uh, which is best basically based on today's episode. Um, Shout out to the BKH, which is uh, Brian uh, Hollingsworth. And he's, um, yeah, I've been following him for ages. And again, uh, they both interacted with both my posts today as well. So, you know, I've inspired, I, they both inspired me and they they, they show their, 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 their appreciation for my post as well. So that's really, really good as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, big shout out to them, man. Big shout out to them. But um, before we kind of dive into it, man, um, I gotta stop saying um as well, but yeah. Before we dive into it, <laughs> before we dive into it, episode eight, like we got to this point, man. Like we didn't think we were probably gonna get here, like mm-hmm. um, because they like when we first had the idea, like oh, we're gonna get to eight episodes or whatever. But we're here, and we're we're, we're fully in grind mode, which is good. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's the consistency it's, as well. I like it. Yeah, yeah man. we had we had the idea of what it was in the summer. I might say like two, three months ago, and I think yeah. we've at least done something every week. Yeah, it's a good sign. It's yeah. a good sign. Yeah, I'm yeah. seeing the progression along that as well. One hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. And and with it being number eight, man, is is there is there any anything that you feel when you hear number eight, like episode eight? You know, it isn't. There's gonna come become a stage where we get to a number and it won't be related to football. I think once you go about maybe sixteen, we're gonna to have to start <laughs> thinking a bit more creative, creatively. <laughs> but when, when when you say eight, I've got it's Gerard. That's the first first thing that comes. Gerard, to yeah. My head. Gerard's okay. the first one, yeah. 
But yeah, that, okay. I'm gonna start thinking about other ways that we can we can incorporate the number that's outside of football because that's all that comes into my head, which says a lot. Which is fine, which is fine. But mm. you know what? Like with also numbers as well, as you get higher, they can be years. Mm. You know, mm. so that that changes it. You know, like mm. what what came out that year. You know, um, so we can go into that. But I think for me, number eight. Um, I, I automatically go to football as well, but I'm not going to mention football. I'm not going to mention football on my side. I think uh, when I when it comes to number eight, like eight eight was my football shirt when I started playing football. That was mm-hmm. always like my football shirt. My door numbers always added up to eight as well um, when I was a kid. So like my dad's house, door number eight. My mum's house was number sixty two. So it was like, mm. all right, like, I always kind of had that. And then on top of that, when I found out, like, in Chinese culture, eight was a lucky number, I just kind of ran with that as well. So eight mm-hmm. is, like, one of my lucky numbers. Like, I have, okay. like, set numbers, and eight is, like, one of my lucky numbers. And number mm. eight, like, you turn it on its side, it resembles, like, the infinity sign. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, like, endless. And it's, like, you know what I mean? So it's, like... That's kind of what it means for me. It's that like limitless. That's what I think mm. when I think number eight. It's lucky. It's meant to bring you like unlimited whatever it is that you might wish for, whatever it is, like joy, wealth, just well-being, whatever. Like, that's what comes to my mind as soon as I think eight. Like if you do the lottery, I pick eight. Always <laughs> <That's, laughs> yeah. there, do you know what I mean? So um and obviously, we've got people who are born on the 8th. And we've got quite a few people born on the 8th within our family as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it just it sticks out for me, you know? So, oh, yeah, man. That's a special answer. That's a special answer. <laughs> very special, man. Very special for me, man. There's a few numbers that you'll probably hear, and it's like, yo, that one that one definitely rings to you, boy. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, that was, that's what it is for you. But, yeah, man, let's get into it, man. This episode is the certified... Um, marketing strategy uh, and obviously um, this coincides with Drake's album Certified Lover Boy which dropped last was it Friday September mm-hmm. 3rd um, super anticipated album probably going to be one of the albums of the year um, it dropped just after um, just after Donda Kanye West's mm-hmm. album Donda, Donda. again I haven't listened to it have you not listened to it yet? Nah, I, you know what? Like, again, I said it on the last episode. It's on my list. When I get to it, I'll get to it. But I ain't there yet. It ain't there yet. I'm still trying to, like, divide. Um, I'm, trying, I'm still trying to get enough plays on, on Drake's thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. to be fair, the last couple of days, I haven't really listened to much music. But whilst I was in Cardiff, I was, I was, I was banging CLB hard, man. Mm-hmm. I was banging CLB okay. hard, but. But the main focus, though, like, we don't really want to go into the music too tough. Like, obviously, everyone's going to have their own opinions on the songs and, and things like that. But I just wanted to dive into the, the marketing strategy that mm. Drake and his team use. Because I think, personally, that is a certified marketing strategy. Like, it, 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 it hits so many different things in the modern-day culture. And I think it's, like, really important. And I feel like it still has like the personable uh, approach to it. So you, it's like, you don't even need to listen to Drake's album and you can be part of the rollout. Do you know how mad that is? Mm. What, like, I, yeah, what I liked, what I liked about the whole, the whole rollout was Drake doesn't necessarily need to do too much marketing. The fact that mm. Drake's releasing an album is enough for people to go and listen. But True. The, the, the addition of the rollout and what we've seen on socials and the billboards, it's just like an extra push, an extra push, and an extra, I guess, round of applause to him and his team to going out of the way to do stuff like that. Because you don't see it that often. Now people yeah. get a platform and it's a simple Instagram post, my album dropping, so-and-so. I remember watching, uh, I watched the, the, ZZ, the ZZ Mills interview with Notes. I know it's been even like this is this was his press run and he didn't even seem he didn't seem bothered about the album dropping or getting people to listen, which is mad. But um mm. that's probably why notes is where he is and Drake is where he, where he is because it, he puts that extra time into his craft. 
and yeah. like a, free, a 360 approach rather than just creating the music and then boom, leaving it to what will be. But um, yeah, like you said, another another big one for the culture, and, and it's 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 gone around everyone's timelines, which is which is the important thing. Like, no, there's people have seen the album cover, and they now see the album cover and link it to Drake. And it's not got Drake yeah. on there. It's not. There's no mention of Drake. No mention of what the the album cover is called. Yeah, everyone knows it. And that's. I think that's enough to say it, it was a, a successful band, a successful campaign for them. One hundred percent, man. You hit the nail on the head there. Like, like I think we could even just dive into that. You know, let's start with, with that. So the artwork, the artwork, it's just one meme, mm. duplicated how many times? You know, mm. <laughs> you know when it comes to Drake, the numbers mean something. <laughs> mm. So what we got is twelve. Yeah. All right. Cool. Twelve. Twelve. I'm not even gonna try to uncover it. But either way, the meme is of a <laughs> pregnant woman. It's a it's a pretty new meme. It's not one of the it's not one of the foundation memes. But mm, it's um, an inclusive meme. It's the inclusive meme. Yeah, the inclusive meme. That is a great point. And it's all women, right? And then on top of that, like it's so so simple. It hits mm. all the different colors, and it's all the different races of women that you can have. I guess on, you know, from the from the emojis. Um, but that's the fact it's so simple, it it makes it a huge opportunity, huge opportunity mm. for people to be able to just recreate it. Like mm. that up that, that like how many brands, how many brands have you saw this week use Drake's album cover as a meme for themselves to build mm. any kind of like just to be a part of the trend? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's been a fair few, and this is yeah, this is this is a common theme with with Drake, creating artwork that that is shareable. Because when I think of Drake, I think of nothing was the same, and that era of social media wasn't as as um there wasn't opportunity as there is at the moment. Like yeah. people weren't sharing content like they do now. There wasn't the stories feature, but I remember yeah. everyone was recreating the nothing was the same. Um. Uh, thumbnail having it as their BBM photo or their WhatsApp photo at the time, Facebook photo. It's that that shareability, which he's which he's carried through. And again, that was yeah. another simple another simple design, and it's worked. And it yeah. makes you just, this made you you remember it. it as if it adds more to the album. I feel it adds a bit of character rather than maybe going over the top with something like what Kanye might do, just to compare the two. But just just taking it back, stripping it back, and doing something simple just adds that, like you said, that shareability. Oh, it does, man. And, and and with that, just for it being so simple, I feel like, and it creates that buzz because everyone's sharing it. Suddenly, you're gonna get a load of people who kind of get a sense of like FOMO, just like a fear of missing out on like what's happening. So like you're seeing Drake's cover, and then you're seeing loads of different brands sharing it and it's like oh asos and it's like the pregnant women holding the asos package and then mm -hmm. like all these different brands are doing that and they're like why what's the why, why is everyone doing this and then mm -hmm. someone's just like oh drake's album cover and then that mm -hmm. could just open up a whole new audience to just even just give drake a listen if they haven't given him a listen before yeah it'd be interesting like, sorry go on. Go on. yeah go on, go on i was just gonna say it'd be interesting to see what like the total reach of each meme was because if Drake went around and said, oh, can you post this on your page? Can you post this on your page? So everyone that used the meme, that would have cost him millions, like cra crazy amounts. But he's got yeah. this free publicity almost for his album, which is unheard of. Can you? I can't think of anyone that's had free publicity of an album or of a project or of, of news like this before. Yeah. There's been everywhere. And if he was, if he was to pay for this reach, and the engagement he's had on various other channels that would have cost a fortune. Yeah, yeah. But that 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 shows you like obviously we both work in social media, and this shows what well, shows you like one of my values as well for the agency anyway is that organic is king, and so like and PR is king. Like that, like word of mouth is like the highest social currency. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Getting it spread around, and people are like talking about it whether they like drake or not do you know how many teams are going to come up like all right what should we do with our brand and mm. maybe only two of them listen to drake do mm -hmm. you know what i mean 
you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then it's like now that could cause everybody else to just you just know about Drake. It's a big deal. Do you know what I mean? This that this this is where I feel like it separates him. He to me, he's no longer that hip hop star. Like he mm-hmm. is a pop star. It's mm-hmm. popular culture. You know what I mean? Like the amount of brands I saw over the last week dabble into this was mad. And like for me, for me, timing is everything. So if you if you did it in the first 24 hours, 48 hours, then I found it funny. After that, I didn't find it funny anymore. I feel like you're just begging it. Because I feel like yeah. I've already seen all the good funny ones. So yeah. big shout out to ASOS, Nando's. Um, who else was there? Nando's, Morley's, South London Chicken Shop. Yeah, They did their, they did their thing. Uh, that, that, that one just killed me. There's some independent shoe shops who had like pregnant women holding night boxes and stuff mm. um which i thought funny but like the ones that i've seen like over the last c- couple of days i just feel like oh my god you're begging it now like porsche mm. porsche dropped one today i think mm. oh, it's a week late <laughs> you know what is because i'm because i'm brand sad i know I, it makes me see look at it differently like with okay. asos nando's i know that whole process their sign off process would be a lot more simpler than what Porsche would be. Because I know yeah. Porsche, Porsche would, there'd be meetings or meetings talking about brand um, perception and should we jump on this, should we jump in on that? And the, the delay then comes and now they're a week late because of that. I know I know someone's probably come up with that idea a week ago, but it's taken them that long to get it signed off by a creative director. Well, but that just, show, that, just shows, that just shows the um, the weakness that they have. You know, like one one thing I think that I realized now working in social, every literally I think every business in the world is a media company. Like they literally are a media company. So like Porsche, they might not even consider themselves as such. But like when it works in media, you need to sign off on things real quickly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you need that figurehead to be able to be like yes, no, and it should be able to be there. Making these memes are really really easy. You should there should never be a week delay or two week delay on getting sign off on just memes. You mm-hmm. know, if everybody understands your mission, your core values and stuff like that, and your brand identity, you know, that's it, it should be a really simple answer, yes or no. Me mm-hmm. personally, if it, if you as soon as you have to question it, then it should be a no. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? As soon as you have to question it, it should be a no. Today, Porsche came out. They came out with a little car emoji and did it with all the different colors of like the how the how Drake's got it on there with the pregnant women, mm. and it's like oh great, a whole week late, and it's like cer- mm. certified Porsche lover, great. Yeah, I does like nothing. it loses its effect. <laughs> it loses everything. You end up looking like the old uncle trying to wear Jordan once. Just as, yeah, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't, it work. doesn't work. <laughs> and 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 I, I feel like another way of looking at it is like. Imagine like me and you, we go in like back and forth and we're like, you know, we're saying like your mama jokes or something, but mm. we're like, you're right in front of my face. And then it's like, you, you say three jokes, but then I don't come back until a week later and then yeah, say yeah. one joke and it's done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the time has passed. <laughs> the time has passed. There's new jokes. There's new jokes going on. There's new memes. Exactly yeah, that. It just shows how, for me, it just shows how important social media is for certain brands and how, yeah. how they view social media. Like, yeah. like King King of Social Media, ASOS, who misguided Jim Shot, those guys all over it, reactive, they know what they're doing. They're within mm. they're within the culture. But you see the outsiders like Porsche, who are may not have the a social media team that is as connected to the culture and to the youth of today to be able to respond as quickly to that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. again, this highlight it highlights this stuff. For me, I always I always think about how the teams would have the thought process behind their social media teams and how they would have worked this out. Because I know mm. I know how tough it can be brand side to get these g- good ideas over the line. It can be quite a painful process. Mm. And uh, uh, like, let me know if you agree with me with this one. Is it normally like someone who's probably <sighs> over 40 who has to make that final decision and they have a completely different perception of what people want on social media to like yeah. what the pe- that the younger people who are actually using it have mm. like it's, I, yeah. I, 
I, I see it today just like with some clients that I have. Like uh, I work with a college, for example, and they're like, yo, Twitter is everything. You know, all the kids are on Twitter. The kids are just there. We need to be there. But it's only he's only, they're only saying that because they use Twitter. And I'm like, kids won't use Twitter like that. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they're not going to go to Twitter to find out information like about their school and this subjects on and this. No, like kids, what they dab it, it, video is king when it comes to kids. Videos, <laughs> videos. Yeah. It could be informative. It could be trendy, whatever. But videos is way more important. And like, mm-hmm. not to say that obviously Twitter does. Twitter has video, of course, but it can be one avenue. But that's not that shouldn't be the main one. Do you know what I mean? Especially if you're mm-hmm. trying to target thirteen to what I think eighteen year olds. Like mm-hmm. Twitter, Twitter to me isn't going to be the one. You know, it's going to be your Instagram because I think that's a, a foundation platform. Uh, TikTok as well. And then you can use like YouTube and then I think TikTok can be like, I mean, Twitter can be like secondary, but it just shows like some people are so far away from today's modern day culture, like especially the kids who are driving these platforms. I feel like they're so far away and they just think that they're part, they think they're part of it, but they're, they're really not. Yeah. You mentioned, yeah, you mentioned two things there about organic being king. And re- yeah, which is which is which will turn out to be quite quite a big thing because mm-hmm. at the moment social media is quite a pay to play platform in terms of organic reach is kind of been on a decline, but um we we're seeing that being reversed with with the likes of reels and and, and features like that, but yeah with the whole GDPR and iOS fourteen it's making harder for people to track. So there's more emphasis on organic and building your organic audience and doing the right things on social to reach that that target targeted audience. Because now you can't even target below 18. So like you said about um looking at Twitter and if you want to target 13 plus, you can't you can no longer do that in a paid format. So again, you've got to think about your strategy more and listen to the people you've hired. Because again, brand side that can be quite an issue. Like you said, yeah. there's a, there's an there's an older head making decisions on on things that he has he disconnects to so it's yeah. getting the right people within these teams and listening to them because yeah if you don't if you don't do that you'll you always be disconnected and disconnected and you'll always be like Porsche you'll always be late to the party late to the party Porsche and the worst thing is my perception of Porsche is that they don't even need to do that yeah, yeah. exactly know your brand again that's another thing know your brand <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so it's so important like um, if you haven't seen it, you guys can just go to the Porsche uh, Instagram and have a look at that. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's just it's not good. It's not mm-hmm. good. It's like what what is going on? But yeah, man, back back to Drake, man. Like he's really tapped into the meme culture, and that's kind of basically how he kind of started off because he dropped the album cover and like got everyone excited. Um, I remember we spoke about it on the last podcast, and we were like. Oh yeah, like it could mean that um because the album was like nine months late. Obviously, mm-hmm. pregnancy is nine months, or September is the ninth month. Like there's all these little things that you could play around with and say, yeah, this is connected to the rollout. Um, but it gets you talking, you know. Mm-hmm. And then and then once the album dropped, you just saw everyone just kind of jump onto the 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 memes and all the memeologists, I put I think that's what they're called now. Um, mm. they they just got their hands all over that man. I've seen it everywhere, from large brands and big businesses to smaller um smaller brands. Like I've seen smaller like eyelash companies and stuff, and they're doing it. You know, like mm. you know, putting the eyebrows in their hands and and, and stuff like that. <laughs> um, again, it's super super inventive, and it's, it's what you want to see. Um, as long as you do it in time, you could be a part of the buzz because everybody mm. wants to see the other ones that are funny, and they're gonna like and engage, and you know. It's making that first good impression when somebody does either go onto your page or whatever it is, you know. And um, it also shows like a um, like a, hu- a humor, like a sense of humor to your brand as well, mm-hmm. which is um, really important if that is part of your brand identity. So yeah, like uh, said, the brand identity is an important thing there because, like you said, Porsche. I don't think Porsche has done a good thing by dropping it one a week late and dropping it at all because I don't think it really. 
fits their brand. So yeah, it's just about knowing your brand identity and thinking, is this right for me? And if, if the answer is yes, be as reactive as possible and get it out there. Yeah. If, if no, sometimes it's best to just hold off and not be the, the old uncle wearing Jordan once. Yes, exactly that. And if you don't understand what being the old uncle wearing Jordan one is, it just means that if you're too old to understand what the culture is, just just allow it. Just allow it, especially if you're taking two weeks to sign off anything. Yeah, mm. I think it's a, uh, like that's my clip for LinkedIn. Like, <laughs> if you're if you're forty above and you're taking two weeks to sign off on a social media post, you need to rethink what social media is because that is one, that is terrible. One hundred. So, yeah. Um. Uh, I guess that's a perfect segue into the next thing. So, um, billboards, man. So, I think we mentioned it on the last podcast as well. It's another thing that we saw. So, you could tell, like, CLB got a lot of uh, got a lot of social currency from this. Like, word of mouth being the main social currency, the biggest one. Like, it got a lot of lip service. So, even last week, we were talking about CLB. And mm. we were talking about the billboard and how... The strategy they used, like the OVO and Drake's team, um, in putting billboards in 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 Drake's hometown, but also mm. in the hometowns of all his features, and mm. like his features are not just in the you know North America. They're all they're like in different parts of the world. So mm. you've seen um, Thames, who featured on Wizkids' album, probably one of Big Wizkids' biggest songs from the album uh, last year, and is it this year? Um, and you know, he put a billboard out in Nigeria. Do you know what I mean? Do you know, that's huge, you mm. know. Do you know how many Again, people go, come? Yeah, it's just for the thought process, it's a bit thinking outside of the box because I think for marketers, especially in, in now, now in this day and age, people think that billboards are dead, that like no one really thinks in terms of mo- mo- current marketing. Um, to go down the billboard route so for, for their team to be able to execute that in a way that like you said has created lip service and people are talking about it is incredible like they've they've taken such a simple thing as a billboard and localized it which has enabled these local communities to start talking about it and then it's it's, it's a global thing which is shared globally it's just again that's, that's you've got to give credit but credit's due and I, with with marketing as well, I think sometimes it can be over over complicated, and I think this has just shown how the simple route can sometimes be the best route, and it, and it's worked for them. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. And it's not even like like I like the way you put it. It's just a simple billboard, but also the design, like it's so simple. It's just mm. a text. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's nothing like out of this world. Um. You know, I should try and quickly find it if I can. Um, but like on Thames's one, it was just it was so simple. There was like not like it's just like I think it said, "Oh, um, Nigeria Thames is on certified lover boy or something mm-hmm. like that." I can't remember what it is. You guys yeah, can correct yeah. me. But it was again, it's just something so simple, you know. And I thought, oh wow, like you know how many millions of people are going to see that, take a picture of that, and say they've seen it. Like that's a mm. Drake, that's Drake's billboard in Nigeria. You know how much mm. people are like gonna just be on that? Do you know what I mean? And it's gonna be people who might not even listen to Drake and now they're gonna go give the album a listen. It just created that buzz. Yeah. And I think that 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 billboard for Drake and his team probably cost nothing. Again, like is... I said, billboards are dead. So the cost to get a billboard nowadays is be it will be reduced compared to what it was five, six, seven years ago. So again, low cost, low cost effort, like high quality results. Yeah, it's true. I like ah, it's it's incredible. And like you know, I think as I was working in digital, everybody was like, you know what, out out of home advertising—that's what billboard would be cast as—is is that mm. is dying, right? And digital is king. So it's all about you know, being digital, but like that billboard isn't even a digital billboard, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, people are taking pictures of it on their phone, so they make it digital. So mm-hmm. it's like that that concept in itself, like to influence behavior like that, is so, that, that they've hit the nail on the head. Um, and it's, it's, it's so important. 
like and that's been key to like the other arm of the strategy being the billboards hitting the nail on that's head and that's just hitting people just as much as is probably hitting people with the memes as well uh-huh. like you this whole week you couldn't get away from drake and he hasn't had to pay probably millions and millions and millions of pounds to get that reshare value you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's uh it's yeah. incredible. especially now when you compare it to to donda i don't know what that album cover looks like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> apart from, apart from, I've even listened to the album a few times, and I still can't tell you what it looks like. But apart from, um, his, I think he done like three shows, like three listening listening parties. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. Again, that was very localized. Um, but localized in a different way compared to Drake. It was within his within his hometown, within a few states in the US, which probably it may have popped off in the US, but it didn't have that global appeal. But yeah, again, it, which it just shows the difference with with Drake and the, and the strategy behind it. But I think it it shows their creative creativity in different ways. Like we mentioned mm-hmm. that Drake's Drake's approach was quite simple. But when you think of Kanye, you think of complexity and how how his mind may work and how he may create like these big extravagant plans and execute yeah. them in a in a creative way. Both creative ideas, but the whole process is is different. Like, it kind of shows again that the simple route has worked better than like trying to complicate it too much and and creating these big listening parties with massive production. Which would, I'd be interested again to see what the cost of what Kanye did with his listening parties compared to what Drake's done and the results next to it. Yeah, hundred percent. And obviously, you got we also got to take into account that this Drake is just a bigger, like I would say a bigger artist, but he's 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 the hotter artist if you get what I mean. So that 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 comes with an influence as well, where Kanye might not have that same influence. Like he might have influence amongst like his like dedicated, I guess, audience, whether it be in fashion and music. But Drake is like an overall pop star that mm. right now is like everybody knows, whether you're 13 or to 45. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like everybody knows. Drake and it's like that he is like that closest thing to Michael Jackson that we have at the moment I feel I feel personally it's a big statement but that's what I I feel like Drake is at that point right now in his career Definitely. you know it's just like everybody knows who he is and you might everybody knows one song you know mm-hmm. and you know that's just it's just one of those things so yeah, yeah man big, big shout out to the billboard I think my favorite billboard is the one they did in um in New York, I just feel like again that that to me, if I saw it in New York, it would have um it would have sparked something for me, I guess. So the the one in New York said, "Hey New York, the goat is on CLB," and you're like, "Huh? Who's the mm. goat? Like, who's the goat of New York?" Like, yeah. And your mind could just be like, "What? Like Nas? Is it? Is it Jay Z? Is it? Is it Biggie? You know, like." And then it's like, "Oh, like." Okay, when is the album drop? I want to find out. Like, we see the track yeah, list yeah, yeah. kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, again, it was just, and it's again, it's just a simple sentence. Um, I want to revert this back to one of my latest posts, which I, uh, I guess I spoke about how people don't really read. You know, mm-hmm. everything's kind of like visual, they scan. And like every single one of Drake's um, billboards, it's just a short sentence. Mm-hmm. Like, the Thames one was like, hey, Nigeria. You know, Thames is on CLB. Hey, New York, the goat is on CLB. Like, it's such a simple sentence. And it just has his logos, and that's it. Like, people don't have to spend time reading anything, watching anything. You don't have to watch anything. You can read that in, like, what? A second, two seconds, depending on your reading speed. You could have the slowest reading speed, and you're driving past. you still get the whole sentence. Still read it, yeah. <laughs> Do you know how important that is? Like, how many billboards have you been? You come into London, you're driving on the motorway, wherever it is, and sometimes it's like a video or whatever, yeah, and you're not getting the full message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. what did I say? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly that, exactly that. Exactly that. So it's like, oh, you got to think, like, oh, you got to think even like in the road sign way. Like on a road sign, you can see where you need to go, mile the miles, and that's it. That's all you need to get. And I, I feel like it's the same kind of concept. It's just get the important information. What's the important information? The goat and CLB done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, yeah. it's the copy. The copy you choose as well, like the words you, 
choose to go out with is also important. Like he's kept it simple, but he's localized it as well. I've got yeah. my, I think I've got my marketing head today on because that's all I that's all I'm thinking about. But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's I think it's an it's an important step for people out there looking to to reach new audiences and especially if you're if you're able to localize it because being a bit more personal by localize localizing your your message attracts people to it it makes mm. you connect to the ad or connect to the post or connect to whatever you're trying to market otherwise mm. you may seem a bit disconnected and it might just be another ad but if you're able to add that localized element to it by maybe addressing someone as hey bristol or hey hey london and then then the message would follow it just adds mm-hmm. that personal element to it and it connects people to that that add a bit more but again there's yeah. a lot there's a lot every everyone can uh, um learn from the, the trait rollout whether you're a musician if you're a marketer if you're a business owner like whatever there's so many gems he's put out and yeah. and learnable learnable moments that mm. we can all take take notes from yeah 100 percent man 100 percent so yeah man big big up big up drake again um there's still more things i gotta mention like about (laughs) about the strategy so uh i think i sent it to you in the week and we saw uh they they actually hired a um an agency in london called bay agency um and they basically wrapped like a um, uh, a mobile barber van i mean that's how i'm gonna word it so um they wrapped they wrapped the van with uh be a like a CLB kind of uh like the I don't know what it is like the imagery uh where it says like CLB um it was all kind of pink lover boy theme kind of reminded me of um uh hotline bling uh mm. so they did that and then um that whole day they were like driving around everyone that got a haircut they all got like CLB merch. They were wrapped in like the butt that the clippers were CLB, the the apron was CLB, the seat was CLB. Everything was just all completely wrapped. So then again, it's another bit of noise that you're making and social currency by just like people you driving to see the different customers that day. Everyone's like, huh? What's that? What's that? Picture, picture, is Drake in that van? You know, like picture, 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 and people mm. sharing. And then also the people getting their haircuts that day. I don't know how much how much of an arm and a leg they would have paid to get their haircut that day because they must have known. Like, but um, you're getting the haircut and all the merch that they get. It's it's nothing but shareability. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I got my haircut that day. I was there, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the van getting my haircut or the album drop. I'm listening to the album, getting my haircut, and I got all this OVO stuff and CLB stuff. Mad, you're just gonna share it. Do you know what I mean? So you saw a lot of people sharing that um that day, and you got to give props for Drake using that lo- locally in London. That was something that he did. I don't even know what they did in Nigeria or in in the US. They could have been they could have been doing some more other local stuff and working with local agencies, and um, mm. just doing some like groundwork, you know. But again, it worked over here, and I got to give big props for that. And um, yeah. I actually know someone who actually got their haircut on. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I posted him today on my on my post. Oh, okay. was it? Oh, I can't remember. Um, so yeah, like uh, a, a friend of mine, another business owner. Yeah, he got his haircut. But he's an OVO hype beast. Like he's like everything OVO he has. Like everything, mm-hmm. like mouse pad, like earrings. He's got it all. Right, like, everything OVO he has it. Like so, um, yeah, he knew what he was doing that day, and yeah, he was all over the internet just sharing everything he got that day and. Show, just showing his whole documenting his whole experience so mm. yeah man big stuff big stuff okay, yeah again like i keep i, I swear i got i must have done i think it's but maybe because it's friday what i'm thinking about is like the strategy and how his team would have put this put this out but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, i think it, it shows the the 360 approach he's had with this like he's done out of home which has been shareable the um the uh dropping a trap list uh, trap list early shareable um, the localized bill, um, not billable. Sorry, I've mentioned that. The localized um agencies he's worked with to create yeah. um localized content, localized um activations, again yeah. shareable. It's that three sixty approach. Like sometimes when you think of marketing, especially me, a few years ago, I just thought, ah, oh, social media. That's that's enough. Like that that should be enough for me to do it. But you've yeah, got to yeah. think about so many different options nowadays. 
in, in order to 100%. break through. Because there's a lot 100%. of noise out there. 100%. And like, like there's, there's a lot of, I think, uh, I think the word is, is it guerrilla marketing? That, mm. that is something that steps out, you know? Like, I remember um, uh, Domino's one year. What they did was, I think it was anywhere, I think in one city in America, I believe it was, they were recent, anywhere there was like potholes, they would fill it up. They would fill the pothole and put the Domino's logo. Like mm. that alone, again, it's just like, oh, who fixed this? Oh, it was Domino's. Oh, Domino's. That's kind of sick. And then it's mm. like, it's just, a, again, it creates that hype. You're talking about it. It's a great PR stunt kind of thing. And mm. it's like, wow, you know. Um, another thing, like, uh, this is all, I think this is all considered as like guerrilla marketing. So that's a, just a little gem for anyone that's kind of listening to kind of go and do their research on that. But other ideas, are like, I remember when Trapstar first started, um they would deliver their t-shirts in a pizza box you know mm. so it was like it's just a creative way of having packaging you know it's like it was just different like people it gets people talking you know um again that like there's so many of these different ideas that you can do that just gives you that little bit of an edge and uh helps you get that social currency again if you want to know more about social currency or you want to know more about guerrilla marketing or anything that can have that contagious vibe, there's a book called Contagious, which I highly, highly recommend. Um, I'm going to probably put a link to that in the description. Um, but yeah, like read that book and it will give you so many nuggets on, on you know, how to how to kind of go out and be a little bit different in your approach. And it mm -hmm. takes me back to Nipsey Hustle. Um, with his $100 mixtape or $100 album, you know, like the first time an album has been sold for $100. And uh, again, it carried that buzz. Everyone's talking about it. Why is it $100, you know? And then when you start, people started getting around to the idea, they're like, whoa. And then he did the next level. He did like $1,000, you know? Um, and I think, and you can still get the album for free. So again, it's just like, tapping into different audiences in different ways and really connected to them. Because you're going to have people who who believe in Drake so much that they're willing to pay more than, like, that obviously you can listen to the album for free, but then you might be the Drake's one of Drake's biggest fans. So you're like, you know what, I got, I got like 500 pounds because I think this, I think this album's worth more than that. So you might like, okay, if he drops like an NFT, you might go buy that. If you drop like iPhone cases, I don't know, whatever it is, you <laughs> might buy into that whole package and that experience because you're just that much of a supporter of Drake, you know. Right. But even if you're not, you can still listen to the music for free. And I think that like artists need to start thinking about that and that leverage. Not every every artist is gonna have that leverage, but if you do and you are fully tapped into your fan base, I think yeah, you can definitely leverage that more than just just music you know yeah the, the same approach can be taken with with other walks of life and maybe other other um things people are looking to do like for example even if it's just like cvs thinking outside the box of how you can get your cv to a hiring manager or, or the position uh you're looking to get because again there's the standard route of applying during it through the website sending your CV across or you can step outside of that box put the work in find out who go on LinkedIn find out who's um, hiring for the job and then somehow get your, your CV in a creative format whether it's digital or physical and getting it sent to them it just yeah. it just helps you break through the noise like Drake has do, like Drake has done but in a, in a more simpler way in a more subtle way to help you hopefully get even if it's just, you might not get the job but you've got an interview they know about you when you're in the interview, especially if it's for a creative role as well. You're you're instantly put you're put in a different light compared to other people. I always um, agree with that. Even if it's football, managers these days, uh, they they've seen they've seen they must see so many clips during the off season. But how do you make your video stand out for a manager? Again, mm -hmm. it might be it might be. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I'm trying to think. It's tough. But it might be being able to get to a club or being able to speak to like the media team 
at a club and seeing if they could get the video in front of the manager. There's got to be a different way, a different approach to, to try and break through the noise. Because it's a, it's a competitive event in every industry at the moment. So you need to think outside the box when you're trying to break through. Yeah, man. And, uh, it, it's, it's really important. You have to, you really do have to kind of find your edge in everything. Like, I, I say it, like, I, I probably said it to you a million times, especially with, like, some of the different ventures that um, that I've seen you do. And, like, just anything that just makes you a little bit different from what everybody else is doing would go a long, long way, man. Mm. Like, I've seen people have, like, I went to um, San Francisco a couple of years ago, went to In-N-Out Burger, and I was unaware of their secret menu. They have a mm. secret menu. So it's like, again, that's only something that you can find out by um, going there or talking to people amongst that community and they'll tell you about this secret menu. Otherwise, you're just going to get the basic menu. And now I've said secret menu, you're going to be like, oh, what's on this secret menu? You know what I mean? It's a bit like, like Nando's with um, Perry Tamer as well. So I remember you talking yeah. to me about Perry Tamer and I was like, what? That's not on the menu. <laughs> and and now, now it's become a thing and it's still not on the menu, but people know about it. You know what it's I found out the other day? I found out the other day it's on the children's menu. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I found out that, oh, no, it's on our children's menu. Because it was literally, like, that was my go-to thing, in it? Like, as soon as I heard about it, I was like, yeah, Perry Tamar. And then um, everyone's like, what's Perry Tamar? I don't see that here anywhere. Mm. Like, and like, but obviously, you know, I don't know one looks at the children's menu. But again, yeah. it, is, it is one of those things. And they, they do it. And like when you go and you say Perry Tamer, you feel like, yeah, I know. I'm yeah. in the club. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, um I'm again. a Nando's. I'm a proper Nando's fan. You're walking out of your chest pumped Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> like you're the boy. <laughs> 100%, man. They're 100%. And there, there's so many of these different types of things that kind of um that work like that. Like uh, I don't know if you know about Breakfast Club. Um, I think there's a specific breakfast club somewhere in London. And they got like a secret like whiskey bar or just a bar or something, but you gotta know the passcode. And it's like um it's like a secret door somewhere. Uh and you gotta like go to it, knock on a password, like, knock on it and say something or whatever, and they let you through. Um shout out, yeah. shout out Breakfast Club as well, man. They've got I dream about <laughs> Breakfast Club. They've got to be the best. That can't be the best breakfast I've ever had. That's the one time you took, it's just the one time you took me there. This must be about four years, five years ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That top six, man. Shout, <laughs> shout, shout out to Breakfast Club. Man. Big, yeah, big, big shout out to Breakfast Club, man. There's so many cropping up over in London, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, get down there and and look up the the secret, the secrets that they have. You know, and again, it, it just have, helps and it adds to it. I got one, another one actually that. I'll, mentioned everyone's getting free promo they should pay me for this but um uh dishoom dishoom indian restaurant super lovely amazing indian food um but they have a special key ring if you have this key ring you can um win a free meal so people just take the people don't even know about the key ring right so go there ask for your key ring and then what they do is um at the end of your meal if you show them the key ring they come back and they give you a dice and they give you a board. If you roll a six, right, only one person can do it from the whole, like, table or party that you're with, and the whole meal, will, everybody's meal will be free if you roll mm. a six. And that, that alone, that's going to make you want to keep coming back. Yeah. You know? And I, I, when I think of special, like, date nights and stuff like that, this room is always on the menu just because mm. I can roll a dice there. And if I get six, it's free. You know? Mm. Yeah, do you like, know how simple, like, simple that is? And yeah. That, that changes the atmosphere in the restaurant. It becomes... Yeah. It take, it goes from just being a sit-down dinner to there's energy now in there because there's... It's, it's gambling almost. There's, yeah. there's that element yeah. of surprise to it because, again, that just lifts the lifts morale, lifts the energy within the within the restaurant without, without yeah. trying to do too much, without getting a DJ in, without doing too much, that organic energy is just lifted. And like to even just like going further on that on that point, like once you've rolled that dice, and then you say you're in a party of six people or something, only one person knows because that one person's gonna have the the the, the key ring, right? Mm. And then now the other six people know 
about this queuing. So now, now they're going to ask for queuing. And then I think mm. that whenever anyone has that queuing, they're always going to be a customer of the shoe. Mm. You know, like that, that, that's the longevity of just thinking out of the box and thinking of something so simple. Do you know what I mean? So it's mm. super, super important. I feel like whatever brand you are doing, this only helps with your brand identity. And I think mm. if you can do that, whether like, I know people do like treasure hunts and stuff like that, whatever it might be, try it. And you're going to find that thing that might work. And then that's you. And it's like, you don't do no advertising. All it is, is just word of mouth. And you're going to see your audience grow bigger and bigger because people are talking about it. And you, there's not a single advert anywhere. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's it. Um, it's a really, really good point. Um, we're getting closer to the end of time, but uh, the next point I wanted to cover was just the streaming records, man. Because I think that that in itself is another part of advertising, if you get what I mean. So uh, Drake last week, over a 24-hour period, broke Spotify's record uh, of the most streamed, like new, like new music that was put out there on the platform within a 24 hour period, it streamed the most on that in a 24 hour period. Um, that being, according to Forbes, it was 125, no, 153 million streams globally, which is an incredible amount. Right? Like, yeah, artists nice. probably don't even get that over a four year period or whatever. And mm. like, they got that in 24 hours is ridiculous. Like, it's, yeah, it's mental. But again, Spotify used that record and Drake actually holds the record prior to that as well with Scorpion. <laughs> but um, like Spotify did a billboard and they posted that up. I think it was in like Times Square or no, it was in um, Toronto. Um, but either way, they used it and they advertised it even more. So that's another thing. Mm-hmm. This broke another record. Everybody's listening to this. I might have to give this a listen. You yeah, know, yeah. creates that FOMO, creates that that buzz and that hype. So um, yeah, big shout out to to Drake for that again, just hitting the records and that like, being shared again as free publicity. And then uh, my my last and final point was everyone's kind of putting it against Donda, and like mm. in terms of everything, the music, the marketing, the productions of things. Obviously, it's unfair and probably for us as biased because I haven't really listened to to Donda. But I feel like Drake wins. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 gonna go against that. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I I've listened to Donda, mm. and I've listened to I've listened to Donda once, and I've listened to CLB multiple times, but CLB still hasn't hasn't clicked with me. But I was listening to Donda, and it felt like more the the project itself felt like more of a curated piece of of like musicry because I because yeah Donda's just not done it for me. Not Donda, sorry, CLB. It's just not I've just not got that Drake wow yet from CLB. I know there's a I've got I know because now I think of it, there's a song with Jay Z. Don't know the name of it, but I think okay, yeah, I could I could listen to this. And then there's a feature with Rick Ross. But I only like the Rick Ross feature because of Rick Ross. I like his flow yeah. in it. Nothing it's not yeah. like nothing to do with Drake. I'm not gonna lie, I've been a bit disappointed by by this album. I don't know if it's because I haven't listened to it enough, but when I when yeah. comparing it to Donda, because I listened to Donda today, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is. Yeah, and this do you feel, do you feel like you're gonna listen to Donda repeatedly? Again, that's that's where the track list comes in with Donda, and because it's so long, I think it's a case of me picking the songs I like, adding it to my own playlist, and listening to it. Rather than with a Drake album, you kind of can just listen to the album. Mm-hmm. But with Donda, I think it's definitely a case of picking your the songs you like out and running with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I think um obviously I listen to CLB. I'm not gonna say it's like the most amazing album. Like my type of albums, everybody everybody knows that like, a bit too laps. My type of album, I can listen to like Kendrick. Like those are my types of albums. But like mm. obviously there's a time and a place for Drake. And mm. I feel like me driving home late night, coming back from Cardiff, the album hit it for me. It did what I mm. needed it to do. There's certain songs in there that I might skip or whatever, but overall, I liked it. Like 
it wasn't again it's not amazing i don't know if it's a classic but everything mm. else that come with it and especially me being tapped into like digital marketing and social media marketing i just love that approach that he did and like he, you know all those things that's why i'm here dedicating his album to this podcast and i'm not mm. dedicating bonda to this podcast you know what i'm saying mm. but that's why he wins for me but if i take myself out of that i can have a more balanced view and i can say you know what technically they both won because the fact that people are putting donda up against clb means that kanye stays relevant yeah, you see what i'm saying and all that all that stuff it just it like you know kanye kanye gets to keep his streams up as well a little bit you know mm-hmm. so, so people comparing it to they want to listen to both before they make a decision exactly and then even the things that they did with the diss tracks and stuff like drake dropped a, a diss track that kanye had done at him or something another thing that adds to the buzz and the marketing you know what mm-hmm. i mean just to keep the feud going keep adding to it both la- i think it's one label that deals with both of them as well they are just creaming it in right now so mm-hmm. The aim is for both of them to win. So at the end of the day, like depending on what your criteria are, we I feel like if you if you overall you hit all the criteria that you can find possible, they both just win, man. All right. Yeah. That that's just the end of one deal. But obviously, for mm. me and my personal preference, my opinion, Drake wins. Mm. So, and the fact that someone else is there trying to piggy bank off Drake, that's why I think Drake wins. You know. Mm. So yeah, hundred percent. It reminds me of. The, the way the way I word it, yeah, the way I'm going to compare it. So this is all to my football fans. We're going to see a lot of analogies that go back to football. But the way I see it, it was like there was a time in the um, era where Cristiano Ronaldo was being compared to um, Ricardo Riquezma, um, Charisma. And I swear to you, Charisma was just living off Ronaldo's hype until he just kind of fizzled away. And mm. I feel like that's... That's what it feels like to be in this situation. Like, there's one who's the goat. Not we can't say I can't say Kanye's not the goat. He is good. Ricardo Charisma, he is good. It was just that he was inconsistent yeah. <laughs> sometimes, and he yeah. did other things or whatever. But mm-hmm. Ronaldo did it every single time, and I feel like you know that's where it separates for me. So yeah, so if I love a boy, yeah, man, big album. Big album, big album, <laughs> big album. Yeah, you got, you still got to give him credit, even though I think for me, as a music piece, I think Donda, Donda just edges it for me. You still got to give Drake credit for the consistency and how he's been doing this for the last, I don't even, how long? Ten years? Yeah, about ten years now. Still dropping, yeah, still longer. staying, still staying relevant. You can argue and say the same thing for Kanye. He's been doing it for longer, still yeah. staying relevant. And arguably dropping bangers. Give it to them both, man. Uh, I think I'm going to quickly just run through some of the social media shout-outs before we wrap it up. Mm. Um, So last week I didn't do any. So this week, uh, just to catch up, LinkedIn is shutting down their LinkedIn stories from the end of next month. So... Yeah, they're sunsetting their stories and it's only been around for like six, seven months or something like that. So mm. again, we saw them kind of do the copy feature. Again, I didn't really understand what stories was all about for LinkedIn. I guess they yeah. tried it. I'm happy they tried it. And obviously it's not working for them because LinkedIn's not that type of platform. So no, no, no. Um, I'm, ha- I'm kind of happy they're doing that, to be fair. But they mm. tried and you've got to try and evolve and you're not always going to get it right and it's, it's good yeah. that they've come out and said we've not got it right but we'll, we'll still work on keeping it a, a, a up-to-date platform yeah. and giving you new features 100 100%, 100%. uh instagram will now require users to enter their date of birth as part of uh, new protections for youngsters have you been have you been prompted the date of birth yet I've not, you know, I've not had that. I've had it on a, a couple of accounts. So, yeah, it's definitely coming. Um, so, yeah, that would be, that'll be rolling out soon. With a lot of, uh... What I say about that, though, is that enough? Because youngsters can just put in a different date of birth. Yeah, they can. And that's that the issue. But, you know, do for, like, PSN back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. GTA. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
It's true, it's true, it's true. I guess, I don't know, like, I feel like that's, like, they're just doing their legal requirement, you know, like, yeah, it's like, when you go it to, like, yeah. it's, it's, just, it's just one of those things, so it's like, it's like when you go to, like, an alcohol website, and they just ask you a day of birth, anybody can put yeah. that day of birth in, but mm-hmm. they're not expecting you to lie to them, yeah. they expect you to tell the truth, so, was well, that on the consumer, or is that on the, um, the brand themselves so mm-hmm. yeah i don't know um and then my last one is uh the ray-ban thing man ray-ban and facebook teaming up to come up with their smart glasses yeah very um, very, very futuristic i like yeah i like i like the i just like the fact that i saw mark zuckerberg sit down and speak outside of a courtroom so <laughs> every time i see <laughs> mark zuckerberg he seems to be in a courtroom which is mad yeah, yeah. But, um yeah the, the, the features on the on the glasses insane and the fact that it's not changed the, the, the size of the glasses is crazy. Like the Ray Bans looks as like the dimensions look exactly the same. It looks no thicker, no bigger. And and the capabilities of it is just yeah, like incredible. Incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm in I'm intrigued to see how this works simply because mm. obviously we've seen Google smart glasses, we've seen Snapchat do their thing. I remember Snapchat and then like I uh, I remember, like, some days, like, you have, like, um, like uh, Snapchat takeovers and Arsenal would do them and they have, like, a special guest wearing the glasses to watch the match and stuff. And, like, it seemed like it was going to take off, but it just didn't really stick. Um, and then also with the Ray-Ban glasses, like, come on, we live in the UK. How often are you wearing Ray-Ban? Mm. But, you know, what, what, I liked, what I liked about it is that the fact that everyone else has gone down creating their own route, but Facebook have, have noticed that I think you mentioned this before actually before about um VR you said about before anyone jumps on VR they need to make it a bit more appealing and that's what Facebook have done they've realized that they don't have credibility within a fashion sector so they've gone to Ray-Ban let's join forces your leaders in, in sunglasses their leaders in, in tech let's join and create something and that way they can they can tie into the the fashion world and bring tech within to that within that fashion world without trying yeah. to jump in as Facebook because Facebook a Facebook sunglass isn't you don't wear it you're not gonna wear it but the fact that it's in the Ray Ban style and it's it's got that credibility from Ray Ban it makes people consider it a bit more. Mm. Mm. That's a really good point actually quite a strong point. It'd be interesting to see it'll be interesting to see how they kind of how it progresses and and how people take to it. I think initially whilst there's press on it. Everyone's going to use it, but are, are people going to be buying it for years to come? Um, I think that's what you want to see is the longevity. Obviously, we're seeing it now. Like, so many businesses are just putting out stuff just to, like, it's like right now, it's like if you have a buzz, that's what your, it's like that's what increases your value, you know? Mm. Like, so if you've got a bit of a buzz, your share price can just go up by like 10%. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you know what's interesting yeah. as well? It's the fact that, um, Mark Zuckerberg said about the the limitations of phones, and that he re- like he said in the near future, no one's gonna have handheld devices on them anymore. Which makes like, you yeah, which makes you think where his head is at and what he sees the future being. Yeah, and what he's testing because boy, yeah, and what he's, yeah, exactly. It's mad as well. Watching the interview and watching whatever yeah the interview, Mark Zuckerberg almost doesn't seem real. Just the way he communicates seems a bit robotic. <laughs> I don't know if this is me going off. Yeah, I don't know if this is me going off on one <laughs> and getting carried away. But it's all it felt just very like he felt very robotic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you know got what? the same vibe, but I haven't I haven't actually watched the video, so you know more than me. Okay. But you know what? I think you've given us the I think you've given us the content for our next episode, which you can just tap into. And uh, I think we should uh, uncover some of these conspiracy theories, man. Um, mm. I think we should just look up some of the top 10 conspiracy theories and tap into them. And I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg will be a part of one of them. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we can definitely, definitely dive into that. Um, I was, what else was I going to say? Alongside with the glasses and what you were mentioning, you saying that you know where Mark Zuckerberg's head is at by him saying, you know, us not having phones and things like that in like the next how many how many years? But in the near future, anyway. Um, mm. 
it's like people like Elon Musk, like they, they, they drop him information about, you know, Tesla bots. And mm. um, I realized yesterday he had a company that works on trying to merge technology into into humans. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't surprise me if Mark Zuckerberg is already doing that as well. You That's, know, um, yeah, I hope that on it. Like I want, I think technology will develop so quickly in our generation that. It could get scary. I know you said you, you jump on it, but it could get, it, yeah, it could get mad. It could, it and could get, it could get, it could get very scary. And um, I think that I'm, I'm, I, I think that that's how it's going to be. Like, we're going to start merging. I think I said it in a previous podcast. Like, mm. we are going to start. I feel like the future is that we are going to merge with technology as opposed to mm. us having like flying cars and flying, do you know what I mean? No, the human is going to fly, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how it's probably going to be. Like we're going to try and be alongside it. Like instead of having a smartphone, you can just tap the side of your head and you can see how much money's in your bank account or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, again, we're going to have to see what how, how that all plays out because it seems like a dangerous world out there, boy. It does. It does. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to see it all, but um, I, I definitely want to experience some something. You know, yeah. I, I I think of Limitless the movie, and uh, I want to experience something like that. But yeah. that's a very very diet coke compared to the. Black Mirror. It's Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just. A... That is definitely we're gonna become a reality. A load of those episodes are definitely someone's hot from the from the future, I reckon. And yeah. come back. You can see how they could all they could all come into play. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. But yeah, man. But uh yeah, man, that's that's it for the, the social media I'm sorry, the social living podcast. Um, yeah, man, that's a wrap. Like I wanna thank everyone for who, who who tuned in today. I think we did get a few listeners. Um, but yeah, big up everyone that listened and uh yeah, more content coming our way, man. Um until next yeah, time. Yeah, until next time, follow us on all socials. Yeah, peace out, we out.